Just a sweet presence of God in the room today. Praise God. Have you ever got caught up in the heat of the moment and just lit into somebody? Have you, I mean, have you ever just like told them off or just cut them down to size or use any of those words that we talk about? Have you ever done that? Is there an honest person in the room that would slowly and quietly raise their hand and say, yeah, that's happened to me. Yeah. Well, great. You're at the right place. <laughs> have you ever done something that we won't raise our hand for these questions, okay? <laughs> have you ever done something that or said something that really hurt someone? I mean, after you said it, you just watched them physically deflate. You seen that before? Where you'll say a cutting statement and it's like the, the balloons that rather than them pop, you just get a slow leak and you just watch them inside just deflate. You ever said something like that? Have you ever um, offended someone on purpose? I don't know about you guys, but I find that, uh, that words are extremely powerful. The words that we use every day, we don't really understand how powerful they are because we get so accustomed to the weight of words. We get so accustomed to how heavy they are and, and, and we carry them around daily in our mouth and, and we say things that we don't really mean and we might, we might uh, speak things that we go, you know, it's not a really big deal, but the reality of it is is that with the same mouth that God has given each of us, we can both bless someone in one moment and then curse them in the next. We can actually take and, and we can build someone up in a great way and just in a few moments just tear them down. We can actually use words to defend someone and in the same moment, in just moments later, use those same words to stab that person that we've just defended in the back. Words are beautifully dangerous. The scariest aspect about words, I think, is that once you say something, you can't unsay it. That ever happened to you before? Oh, oh. you're running over to plug the other person's ears. I didn't mean it. it did, that didn't come out right. Every year... I share the same message because I feel of the importance here at WCAG. I share this same message each year at our church, and it's the message entitled, Speaking Words of Life. And this morning, I want to share with you about speaking words of life. And though, though the passages that we go over change every year and the illustrations are drastically different, the key point is always the same. That I believe that we as Christians and as representation of Jesus Christ on this planet should be continuously speaking words of life. That that should be one of the key factors that people are drawn to in our lives. That we should be people of encouragement and not people of continuous words of death. But this morning as we look to God's word... We're going to be talking about this powerful tool that, that is found in each person's mouth that can bring health and life and healing in this world, or it can bring wounds and pain and even death. 
So as we look to God's word this morning, would you bow your heads with me? Because really, the Bible says, and Jesus said, that out of the abundance of the heart, what happens? The mouth speaks. So this morning, we're not trying to change our mouth today. We're actually asking the Spirit of God to begin to change our hearts. So would you bow your heads with me right now and ask God's Word to infiltrate the deepest crevices of our hearts today so that our mouth would be transformed. Heavenly Father, we ask that right now, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would dig deep into our lives. And God, I'm praying, Lord Jesus, that you would bring a a new revelation in our minds, a new revelation in our hearts of, God, what you want to do today. So, God, I'm praying that, God, you would touch our hearts today, that, God, it would fill us to overflowing So that, God, it would be about your spirit and the things that you would want to speak through our lips and not the things that we would want to speak. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bibles this morning, you can turn with me to Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18. And it'll be on the screen this morning as well. It's in the New Living Translation. We're going to be jumping translation to translation this morning. But in Proverbs chapter 18, there's a section of verses, verses 19, 20, and 21 that talk a lot about our tongue or speaking and the words that we say. And this is what it reads like in Proverbs 18, 19, 20, and 21. It says, an offended friend is harder to win back than a fortified city. Arguments separate friends like a gate locked with bars. Wise words satisfy like a good meal. The right words bring satisfaction. The tongue can bring death or life, and those who love to talk will reap the consequences." What we say can offend people. You see, we're doing a study on Wednesday nights. It's talking about the bait of Satan overcoming offense, how we can overcome offense. But, you know, the things that we say can offend people, and we can't really control necessarily. We can control when we are offended, each of us. We can choose to reject that or release it and not allow it to affect our lives. But we can't always control the way other people are affected by the words that we say. But the Bible says that we need to be very careful about how we end up offending other people. The Bible says be very careful because once you have offended someone, it is harder to win them back than a fortified city. Now, in Bible times, cities were built with walls for great amounts of protection, and a lot of the cities that had great big walls were not easily penetrated by the enemy. The enemy couldn't get in. But once the enemy got in and destroyed the, the group of people or, or took over the city, it was very difficult to win that city back. And the Bible gives this word picture of saying, be careful with the words that you speak because once you've offended someone, it can be very difficult to win them back. The passage goes on to say that there are these barriers like like steel bars and all of these offense and arguments that continue to go on can be like steel gates and bars that are put up between relationships. 
I know that there are probably people here in this room that understand this concept today. You know what's going on. You, you say to yourself, Pastor Sheldon, that sounds like my, my relationship with so-and-so, or maybe there's some people in my family that are like this. I know what you're talking about. It says, be careful the way that you speak and the things that you do. But the writer of Proverbs goes on to say that wise words are very different. They can fill us. They can bring us a good feeling, a feeling of being full and satisfied. When someone builds us up or encourages us, many times it makes us feel inflated. Remember we talked about people deflating? It makes us feel inflated. Like, for instance, when a, when a wife you know, says something about her husband and how manly he is and stuff like that. For some reason, his stomach goes in and his chest comes out. He inflates. There's something about those words of encouragement. Yeah, that's right. But there's something building up of that. And, and, and then the message translation says, good talk is gra- as gratifying as a good harvest. It's something that's, that's gratifying, that, that builds people up. And you know what? People can go a long ways on encouragement, but they can shut down instantly with discouragement, can't they? Which co- connects us to verse 21. It says the tongue can bring both life, or excuse me, both death or life. It's a choice. That within your words, each person in this room, within your words, is literally the power of life and death. And the greatest caution must be taken when each of us opens our mouth. Because words are not neutral. They're either building up or they're tearing down. And the words that we speak over people's lives and the words that we say need to be words of life. According to this scripture, earlier it said that an offended person, you can lock them up like a barred city, steel gates, but the encouragement can make them satisfied. But you see, the trouble with both your tongue and mine is the fact that it is very hard to control. In fact, in James chapter 3, many of you know this scripture, it talks about the tongue. It says that the tongue can't be tamed. It's an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Have you ever poisoned someone with your tongue? You know what? I'm guessing that you have. I'm guessing that at least one time in your life, you walked away from a conversation and the person that you just spoke to was sick to their stomach. Because of some of the things that you said. You see, part of the reason why Scripture warns us so much about these things is because our words are extremely powerful. Proverbs 18.21 says that the power of life and death is found in each mouth. So be careful what you say. David, King David understood this fully. In Psalm 41 verse 3, it says, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the doors of my lips. David knew that if he was left to himself, if the power of life and death was in the tongue, David understood clearly that that his tongue was going to override at times. It was going to escape, and it was going to do damage. It was going to hurt people. So he makes this prayer. He says, God, I need you 
to guard my mouth, guard my lips, so it doesn't get loose and cause damage. I grew up in a city, and um, I wasn't too keen of livestock growing up as a teenager, and I got in a situation one time that was a little bit precarious, if that's the right word. It was a little bit odd. I had a friend of mine whose dad was an over-the-road trucker, and he was gone for sometimes a week at a time, maybe even two weeks, and his dad was gone for a long stretch, and Charlie was given one chore. His dad said, Charlie, I want you to shear the sheep while I'm gone. So I was like, I was over at Charlie's house, and Charlie goes, oh man, it's getting dusk, okay? He says, Sheldon, my dad comes home in the middle of the night tonight. It's been two weeks. I haven't sheared the sheep. So I said, how hard could it be? We're strapping 15-year-olds. You know, we can handle this. No big deal. So we go in there and uh, we say, okay, this will be easy. Let's just get get an average-sized sheep. We'll grab it by its legs, drag it over to the, near the plug-in where the shears are at, and it won't be a big deal. No problem. You know, we can out-wrestle these things. No big deal. And so we go and we grab this sheep and we drag it over by the fence. And we had no idea. I come to find out that they actually sit sheep up on their bottom like, like you would sit like a baby. That's what I hear. I, we had no concept of that. I didn't have a clue. We just jumped on it, and I held it down, and I said, shear as fast as you can, man. So he grabs that, and, 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 and we had everything under control until the moment that those razors touched the bare skin of the sheep. And when he, when he turned that thing on, and he got the clippers right up against that sheep, and all of the, the vibration touched the bare skin of the sheep, it was like we had the seven sons of Sceva sheep underneath my hands. And these things were kicking at me, and I was going crazy. Hold that thing down, man. Hang on to it. Don't let it go. And it, this thing is fighting. It was like trying to contain ten monkeys at once, holding them all down. And we get... Charlie's saying, hold on, this thing's dragging us, and, and we're, we're, he's shearing as fast as he can, and, and I, I, I just, uh, this is too much for me, man. And, and we're fighting and fighting and fighting this one sheep, and it gets away on us. And we're both laying there just absolutely exhausted, and we look at this pack of, or herd of sheep, and there's like 20 of them, and there's one running around like it has the world's worst comb-over type thing. It's half naked and half sheared and half stuff all over and bits and pieces everywhere. It was bad. I just looked at Charlie. I said, man, we're done. At least your dad knows we tried now. (laughs) And you know what? Many times in life, David understood the strength of wrestling his own tongue in a losing battle. And he cries out to God. He says, God, you're going to have to put a door on my lips you're going to have to put a guard up on my mouth. You see, much like wrestling or sheep wrestling, there are times when we get tired and worn out and wrestle and our tongue gets away on us. You ever been in those situations when you're at the job and everything's okay and you're holding your tongue just fine and then all of a sudden you feel the vibrating of, of the shaver on the side of your tongue. That's all that can stand and it can't stand no more. 
And you open up, and it's like 10 monkeys flying around the room. You go, man, God, I, I try so hard. I try so hard to control my lips. I try so hard not to, to say things that would hurt people. But you know what? David just came to the conclusion. He's like, God, I just can't do this on my own. I desperately need your help. You know what, guys? You may end up in a situation this week where you are feeling like things are getting a little bit out of control, where you're feeling, man, I just don't know what to do. My tongue, I'm trying so hard to control it. I'm trying so hard to speak words of life. I'm trying so hard to do this. And you might get to the place where you'd say, oh, God, I need you to right now put a guard on my mouth right now. Could you set up a guard on my mouth? Could you put doors on my lips so that I don't say these things? God, I need your help right now. God, help me to control what comes from my mouth. The scriptures we've looked at so far exhort us of the great power that our tongue possesses. It says that when we offend people, our words, they're very hard to win back. The arguments and the hurtful words lock up relationships like steel bars and doors. The good words that we say can bring great satisfaction and encouragement. And the power, the very power of life and death is found in the tongue. It also says, one of the other scripture verses, that God can help us to guard our mouth. And all of these verses bring us to the key pinnacle point of this verse that I want you to begin to memorize even in your own heart. And it's this. It says in Proverbs 12, 18, the words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Would you guys be willing to say that with me this morning? I think that this is so important and that each of us would say it out loud. Could you read it with me? On the count of three, one, two, three. The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. So according to this verse, we have an option today. You can speak recklessly and your words can pierce like a sword, or you can be wise and your tongue can actually bring healing. Did you guys know that even Christians struggle with wounding people with their words? Can you imagine that? They do, don't they? You see, it isn't just a Christian, non-Christian thing, is it? It's not like once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then all of a sudden this thing comes into perfect alignment and we never say anything stupid again. You know, there are probably a lot of people in this room right now that know firsthand that Christians' words can be very reckless. But I'm also guessing that probably everyone in this room has been at both ends of the sword. Right? We've all pierced someone recklessly, and we've all been standing around when someone else pierces us. And it happens. Recklessness causes pain and hurt. It's like swinging a sword around in a group of people. 
You're hitting people that are nearby. And pretty soon you look around in your life and you're wondering, where is everybody? How come I don't have any friends? Nobody wants to hang around with me. See, if you hack people to pieces, most people don't want to hang around. But you know what? Fortunately, the opposite is completely true as well. The opposite is in direct correlation to this, that it says that if you choose to be wise with your word, you will bring healing in people's lives. And people will desire for you to be around. They will gravitate towards you. How many people know someone whose words are healing to them? How many know someone? Four of you. Well done. Great. We all know someone whose words are healing, don't we? You know, if I'm having a tough day, there are certain people who even sit in this room that I could call at that moment, and I don't even have to explain the situation. I don't even have to tell them about what's going on in my life. I don't even have to tell them that I'm having a rotten day or things aren't going well. I don't have to tell them anything. I just listen to them speak. And what pours out of their mouth is encouragement and life and healing. I go, man, would you like to come and live at my house? (laughs) Who do you go to when you're really hurting? I know that we're supposed to go to the Lord, and that's important. But if you gravitate towards a person when you are hurting... Chances are that person is a person who speaks words of life. You see, we all gravitate towards that healing, the biblical principle here of the words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. And you know what? There might be person, a person in this room, you say, you know what, Pastor Sheldon? Pastor Sheldon, I'm not, I'm kind of more of the sword swinging type. I'm just, you know, that's just who I am. I have a word for you this morning. Change. (laughs) Speaking words of life is a choice. You know, we get in these bad habits a lot of times and we say, well, this is just who I am. Listen, that's not who you are. You're vastly different. In fact, Jesus Christ died on the cross so that you could be drastically different. In fact, that your life dies, the Bible says, and you're brought to new life in Christ. That you don't have to be the same way that you used to be. At that point, you have the power over sin. You have the power over your mouth that you can speak words of life. And so when we look at these things, we say, God, help me. Help me to be wise in fact, there might be people in this room who would say, Pastor Sheldon, uh, this disqualifies me because I am not wise. Well, you know what? The Bible says something about that too. In James 1.5, it says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. So this morning, as we think about speaking words of life, I could have our piano player come at this time. and We're going to do some introspection on on our tongue today. See, we talk about speaking words of life because it's super important about the power of life and death being found in the tongue. And each person in this room has the ability to go out into this community and produce life and 
and blessing and healing or to wound, to hurt, to speak words of death. So my question for you this morning is, as you are leaving the doors of this building today, what will come from your mouth? Will it be sword thrusts or healing? The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. You see, guys, you have a choice today, each person in this room. You have a choice today to speak cutting words of death over your marriage, over your family, over your job, over your friends, over yourself. Do you realize this morning that there are probably people here in this room that you speak words of death and you're very reckless, but you're rarely ever reckless to other people, but you actually speak words of death continuously over your own life. You're your own worst enemy. You turn the sword on yourself. It doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't have to be like that anymore. You see, you have the power to choose to speak healing words over your family. You have the power to speak powerful healing words of encouragement over your children and watch them inflate. You have the ability to speak over your marriage, powerful, encouraging word over your spouse. And you know what? Maybe your spouse this morning is, is, not, is not fulfilling all of the things that you believe them to fill. You feel like they're coming up short. Maybe rather than using our sword thrust to try and get them to go in our direction, why not speak words of healing and watch them blossom into the person that God wanted them to be? Speaking words of life in your job place that when you enter the room, everybody doesn't go, oh man. But they're like, hey, I'm so glad you showed up. Things aren't going so hot and we really needed somebody to be a word of encouragement. Maybe you speak life over your friends. You have people that surround you that, that, that you could speak life and healing into their lives. Maybe you need to speak life over yourself. You need to begin to proclaim the, the, the truths of God's word over yourself every day. You need to look in the mirror and say, I'm a child of God created by the King of Kings for such a time as this. You need to stop looking at yourself as something devalued and something extremely valuable by God. You need to begin to speak things like Philippians 1.6 over your life, saying, being confident in this, that he who began a good work in me will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. So this is what I would ask you to do today in response to God's word. I want us to take a moment and allow the Holy Spirit to begin to, to speak to our hearts today and begin to, to open up things. 
And I want us to, to, to begin to focus on God for just a moment. And I want you to begin to ask the Holy Spirit right now, God, I want you to show me a time where I have been reckless with my tongue. Reveal to me a time, maybe in the last week, maybe it, it's something in the past. But I want you, and for just a moment, we're just going to take a few seconds right now. We're just going to come before God. We want to just say, God, I want you to reveal to me a time where I've been reckless with my tongue. I want you to reveal to me a time when I've been reckless with my tongue. I just want us to take this whatever God has brought up in our mind in this moment we would begin to say God God forgive me forgive me for the times Lord where I'm very reckless with the things that I say God would you forgive me Lord for allowing my anger or the things that are in my heart to spill out God, could you get to the root of the problem this morning? And God, not only would you put a guard on my mouth, but you would help me, Lord Jesus, to rather than speak those words of death, to begin to speak words of life. I want us to do one more thing right now. Would you be willing to open your heart up to the Holy Spirit this morning? And I want, I want us to begin to pray, and I want us to begin to ask the Holy Spirit to begin to speak to our mind this morning. A person that God is going to lay on your heart right now, that you are to speak words of life and healing to in this next week. Could you quiet yourself before the Lord? Just close your eyes where you're at right now. And just say, God, I want you to lay on my heart right now someone that needs your healing, that needs encouragement, that needs to be uplifted. And God, I'm praying, Lord Jesus, that you would give me the words to speak into that person's life. Guys, there's a reason why we share this message every year at our church here. And we frequently go over it in different discipleship classes that we have. But the reason why we do this 
is because could you imagine for a moment if a group of individuals this size would push out into our community and every day rather than speaking reckless words that would be like sword piercings in people's hearts that each person in this room would go from this place this week even just for seven days and they would begin to speak life and healing everywhere they went. Could you imagine the drastic impact that we could have on a community such as ours? Can you imagine what that would be like? It wouldn't be long before people are go, oh, uh, you probably go to that church down the road, don't you? That if people could grasp the gravity and the weight of everything that we say, and we would begin to speak words of life and healing. Last night when we were in prayer, and I close with this, last night when we were in prayer, I felt like the Holy Spirit dropped on my heart the story of Ezekiel in the Valley of Dry Bones. And Ezekiel stood before a valley, and God asked Ezekiel, he said, can these bones live? And Ezekiel said, God, you only know. And then the Lord said to Ezekiel, prophesy to the bones to come alive. Guys, what if each of us in this room, and I don't want to get weird and freaky or anything like that, but that if all of us would truly understand the weight of our words, that we would literally come in contact with people, and rather than just speaking idle words or different things, that God would give us words to speak words of healing, words of life. Basically, all that is is prophesying. Speaking over their life, blessing and not cursing. Speaking over their life, encouragement and uplifting. You know what? The rest of the story is is that the flesh began to form over all of the, the, the bones in the valley. And the people weren't alive yet. They were just bodies. And then God bre- breathed into them the breath of life. And they came alive. Isn't it interesting that Ezekiel's words of life preceded God? Maybe the fact is, is that each of us, by speaking words of life, would open the opportunity for someone to experience Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, as God breathes that new life into them. That you could be the one that is speaking those words of life. And they don't, it doesn't have to be churchy or religious or anything. It's just words of encouragement to those people to build them up and not tear them down, to uplift them and bring healing to their life. Could we go from this place this week as an army of physicians ready to heal, ready to bring words of life and healing to each person that we come in contact with? Guys, truly, truly, if each person could grasp this one simple concept, the overarching, the overarching ripple effect of this would be absolutely massive. It could see our entire community and region transform by the power of the Holy Spirit by simply speaking 
words of life. Would you close with me in prayer today? God, could each of us, Lord, grasp this concept in such a great way, Lord Jesus, that our lives would be drastically different. That, God, we would be the the men and women of God that you have called us to be, the fathers and the mothers and the employees and the employers. That, God, you would fill our mouth with the things of you, Lord Jesus that you would help us, Lord, to speak the words of life and the times when we we don't have anything life-giving to say, that you would put a guard upon our mouth and that you would help us. God, help us to be more like you. So this morning, God, we ask for an empowerment upon every person in this room, a special anointing that their words would be heavy and weighted this week, that the words of life that would spring forth from their mouth would bring healing and hope and encouragement. God, we pray, Lord Jesus, that that the words of life would conquer all of the words of death that they would come in contact with, that, God, they they would see great growth, that they would see great increase, that they would see people's lives transformed in a power new and fresh way. And God, we ask that your anointing would rest heavily upon each person in this room today so that we could go from this place and advance the kingdom of God in a powerful way through the words of life that you give us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know what? Before you leave this morning, this is a great opportunity to practice speaking words of life. Why don't you shake someone's hand nearby and just bless them today. Lord bless you guys.